This is a download for the Wireless Theatre Company. This is a download for the Wireless Theatre Company. It's very good of you to see me this morning, Mr Francis. Not at all, my boy. It's a delight to have you here. Always a pleasure to see our friends from the Health and Safety Executive. But I'm sure you'll find Founderston the very model of a modern nuclear facility. Was there any particular reason you popped by today? Well, just that... The... Felt like it. Quite so. Right. Well, it's a beautiful day and all that business, so what better way to spend it than here? Tenerife has nothing on us. No need to bother with the suntan lotion. There's enough rays knocking about this place to fry an egg on your forehead. <laughs> <laughs> yes, but your annual inspection is due, of course. I'm sure my department wrote to you to inform you of my visit. Oh, maybe. To tell you the truth, dear boy, so much goes on here that I really can't fathom. I just tend to go with the flow. Que sera, sera, I say. But you keep a firm grip on all the goings-on in the plant. Really? Are the goings-on? Have you heard something? No, I I'm afraid I couldn't tell you anything. Oh, do spill the beans. It gets so dull here sometimes. Really, I can't say. Keeping it all to yourself, eh? I'm afraid I'm as ignorant as you are. I mean, I don't know. I'm just here to make sure the working practices are safe. Oh, they're perfectly safe. We've had hardly a single accident in the last 20 years. Nothing too serious, anyway. Uh, do you fish? Uh, yes, occasionally. Right, well, I shouldn't round here. That's all I'm saying. Not if you like them, you know, normal. Is there a problem with the fish? <laughs> no, 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 no. Yes. But it's not a serious one. Possibly even an advantage in evolutionary terms lets them see better. And you're really not just concerned with what goes on inside the plant, aren't you? Not with anything leaking outside it. If there's anything leaking outside, I'm sure I should tell someone about it. <laughs> Have a chocolate hobnob. Oh, thank you. And take a bourbon for later. Oh, lovely. Going for some sea bourbons, you say? No, you don't. They seem to have fallen out of favour. Terrible pity. Anyway, you were saying? Um, I can't remember. Something about fish, wasn't it? Fish? Oh, I shouldn't think so. I'm sure it was something about fish. No, no, this is a nuclear plant, not a wet fish emporium. You must have seen the majestic chimneys, the miles of pipes, the security guards with their dogs keeping those nasty protesters at bay. It's a nuclear facility. Well, yes, uh... Actually, one of the protesters shouted something at me, something unpleasant. Oh, sorry to hear that. Well, it seemed a bit personal. He threw an egg at me as I came in. It went all down my back. Yes, it tends to. And it's a devil to get out, I tell you now. Somewhere out there, we all have an egg with our name on it. Different ones, of course. But why did he throw it at me? It could be any number of reasons. You use animal products, you don't use animal products, you smell of animal products, you can take your pick. Usually they just target whoever seems vulnerable at the time. I keep meaning to make that glass bulletproof, just in case they up the stakes. Is the plant safe? Mm, yeah, it is from the protesters. Well, then perhaps I should just take a tour of the facility. Of course, a tour is a fine idea. I'll show you around personally. My assistant Christine will accompany us. Superb calves, that girl. Here, have another chocolate hobnob. Oh. Christine! Yes, Mr Francis? Mr Cellos here is from the Health and Safety Executive. He's here to make sure everything's running as smooth as a baby's bottom. Oh, nice to meet you, Mr Cellos. Uh, please, call me Paul. Of course, Paul. Mr Cellos wants to see the goings-on in the plant. Are there goings-on? Fish. Sorry? <laughs> he didn't mean it. Didn't mean what? There's something about fish. I'm sorry, is there something wrong with your biscuits? Oh, God, there isn't, is there? Is it safe? 
I don't know. You brought it up. Why do you keep saying fish? It was something about fish. What was? Exactly. Has he been drinking? He does look the sort, unfocused, bleary-eyed, a bit stupid-looking. Perhaps, Christine, we could just take him on the tour of the building and keep him away from any drink. Of course. Please, come this way, Mr Trellos. And please stop saying fish. It might make some people nervous. Right, yes. So, remember, the control room is a clean room. When we enter it, you must not remove your hat, your gloves, shoe covers, or, well, anything, really. What else would I want to remove? It's hard to tell. We get all sorts here. This is Stephen. He runs the show. Hello, I'm Stephen. Hello, I'm Paul Trellos. Pleased to meet you. Likewise. Not often we get people taking an interest in our work. Not really that interested in it myself, to be honest. Hello, Stephen. How are things? Just fine, thank you, Mr Francis. Right, well, I'm really just here to check your working practices, uh, make sure you're not doing anything which could injure yourself, put a strain on your back, that sort of thing. Oh, well, that sounds easy enough. Do you want me to get undressed? It could make it easier to see what I'm doing with my back. Well, thanks, but for now I think we'll just keep our clothes on. Oh, please yourself. If you could just show me how you sit in your seat. Okay, that's perfect. And do you do any heavy lifting? None. Well then, I'll give you a big tick on my sheet. Oh, oh damn. What? Uh, I I dropped a pen. It it, it rolled on that desk somewhere. Hang on. I can feel it. Warning. Warning. Well, that's a torn it. Warning. Warning. Not often you get one of those. Oh, not since 78 when we had that big meltdown. The whole country was eating five-legged lambs for years and you should have seen the milk. Oh, it was horrible. The stuff was so alive you could have had a conversation with it. Funny thing was, happened in just the same way, didn't it, Stephen? Some silly bugger from the government messing about under one of the desks. You know, I think you're right. Whatever happened to him? Oh, the government probably had him shot or thrown under a train. I think I must have knocked a plug out or something, but what do we do? Should, should we go somewhere? Look, I'm really sorry, I just don't know what to say. The best say nothing, old fruit. Don't want to end up shot. Or thrown under a train. Or both. Or both would just be vindictive. No need for it. Don't worry. There are so many fail-safe measures built in, nothing serious can happen. It's not an emergency. Oh, I'm sure it's nothing to worry about, Mr Cellos. We have these all the time. I never worry. Nothing disastrous happens. Except in 78, of course. The safety manager will be here in a few seconds, and all will be right as rain. He just has to make sure there's no real harm done. You probably just disconnected the radio. Or dropped the plutonium fuel rods into the coolant, so started a chain reaction which could wipe out life as we know it. One or the other. My money's on the second. Nah. Ten pounds says we're all dead in the morning. You're on. Hello, Trevor. Hello, Mr Francis. What's happened? This chap's disconnected something, and we don't know what. He may have doomed us all to a slow and agonising death. Who is he? He's from Health and Safety. Well, did you disconnect something? Well, I, I didn't know I was doing it. What was it? Well, I don't know. Sorry, who are you? I'm Trevor. I'm in charge of safety while Mr Kingston's on holiday, aren't I, Dad? Certainly are, son. And you're doing a very good job. Any Mr Francis. Oh, splendid, splendid. My nephew Alan's just doing his work experience at the local Tesco. He's a worry, is Alan. What do I do now, Dad? Well, son... Best if you order a complete shutdown of all activity, a class two emergency, and the evacuation of everyone within a 50 mile radius. I should do it. Can I do that? You could do anything you like, son. The world is your oyster. 
evacuate the surrounding area, but, but what about us? Oh, I wouldn't go making any holiday plans. Funeral plans, maybe. Not holiday. Look, couldn't we just see what's been disconnected and plug it back in? Oh, it sounds that simple, don't it? But you're dealing with a complex piece of machinery, yeah? Plugging something back in could be the spark that sets the whole country ablaze. Want that on your conscience, do you? No. So you just stand back and let the safety manager do what he's trying to do. Away you go, Trevor. I was just going to plug it back in too. Best not, lad. Not while we haven't the slightest idea what we're dealing with. After that, you can have a go. Thanks, Dad. But, Mr Francis, someone must know what to do. Yes, John Kingston. He's the regular safety manager. Unfortunately, he's about 20,000 miles away in Kathmandu. No, Canterbury. Not Kathmandu. It could be here by tea time. Maybe too late. We could all be burnt to a crisp by then. Best give him a call on his mobile. Oh, I'll find his number. I think I've got it in my notebook. Thank you, Christine. So, Mr Trellos, you're not from round these parts? No, I'm from Berkshire. Thought you'd just come up for the day to cause a major atomic accident, did you? I didn't mean to do it. Yeah, leave the boy alone. He said he's sorry. Oh, well, that's all right then. I'll just phone the wife and tell her that she, our kids and the dog are all going to be fried to a cinder. But it's all right because the bloke responsible says he's sorry. No doubt she'll forgive you. I don't think so. She's a very unforgiving woman, Sandra. Remember that time on the staff day out to Whitby? The doctor says Tom will always be deaf in one ear after what Sandra did to him. Tom's our catering manager, Mr Trellos. He's very good with fish. Fish? Yes, all types. Even the special ones in the river outside. And meat. Came up with a few ingenious recipes to cope with all those five-legged lambs we had to dispose of back in 78. And you hardly needed to cook them. They sort of cooked themselves. I can still taste mine. Sometimes I can still see it. Here's the number John Kingston left. Right. I'll give him a bell. Oh, that's funny. His number's the same as my wife's. I always thought everyone had a different number. She is in Kathmandu, as it happens. Hello? Kingston? Francis here? Oh, not much. What's happening in your end? Yes, Canterbury is rather lovely. Oh, really? Hang on a minute. What did he say? He's not in Canterbury, he's in Kathmandu. Can I have a go then, Dad? Not yet, son. Later. When we've completely run out of options. Kingston can at least tell us what to do. Hello, Kingston? What's that? Really? Apparently yaks give pink milk. What about radioactive yaks? Oh, yes. Kingston, we have a problem. Some idiot accidentally unplugged something in control room A and now the whole plant's shut down. Just wondered what we should do about it, really. Kingston? Kingston? Oh, you're back. Fell off your yak, did you? Yes, that's right. All the lights are flashing and the tannoy's making this woo-woo noise. Terrible racket, actually. What was that? Oh, sorry. I, I thought I heard someone beside you say something. A female voice. No? Oh, must have been my imagination. Anyway, any ideas? Right. I'll call you back in five minutes. Well? He said to call someone from the Elton Safety Executive. Not sure that's going to help. He said that's what they did in 78. But I thought that was a disaster. We don't like words like disaster around here, Mr Trellos. They put people on edge. Well, then what do you call it? An unexpected opportunity for the lamb shank industry. Now, considering the help that the health and safety executive has been to us this morning, 
I think it's best we just deal with the situation ourselves. Does that mean I could do something, Dad? Oh, I expect so, son. Though I can't honestly say I'm overjoyed at the prospect. Well, it's a bit unusual, but I suppose you're next in command, as it were. I'll call Kingston. Hello? Kingston? No, no change. Yes, they're still going woo-woo. Is that very bad? Oh, I see. Uh, how bad is it? Very. Oh, dear. That's what that bloke said back in 78. Remember? Just after he realised he was about to be responsible for a release of radiation that would make central heating unnecessary from here to Dublin. <laughs> I remember the look on the bloke's face. Haunt me to my dying day, it will. It was just like yours, pal. Oh, no. I never saw it again. Till his picture was in the paper. Where, where was it? The, um... Classified ads, you know, births, marriages... Deaths. Right. Look, Kingston, I think we should do this by the book. So I'll put young Trevor in charge. Yes, that's Trevor. Look, I'll put him on. Thanks, Mr Francis. Hello, Mr Kingston. Here's Trevor. Yeah, thanks for asking. It didn't go very well. No, I got two C's, a D and an E. Yeah, that's what Dad said. Mum don't really say very much these days what we're drinking. All right, Mr. Kingston. Okay, what should I do? Yeah? Touch, nothing, not even the light switch. Right. I want to speak to you, Mr. Francis. He sounds a bit frightened. Hello, Kingston. Yes, well, to be frank with you, Kingston, the health and safety executive haven't been too much help to us today. It was one of their chappies who seems to have set the whole thing off, really. Yes, I think he's one of those, too. Yes, and those. Oh, that's a bit strong. Mm, yes, that's true. Yes, I suppose he is, then. Anyway, it was something to do with fish and the pen. Threw it right under the desk. No, the pen. No, I don't think he had a fish at all. Yes, I realise fish aren't allowed in the control room. Oh, right. Well, he throws all these pens and things under the desk. He punched me in the face. I never. He punched my secretary in the face and then he leaped under the control panel screaming. What? I don't know. He pro he's probably high on drugs. He looks quite stupid, too. Oh, come on. Yes. Uh, while he was down there, he started going mad and ripping out all the wires, and now the lights are going off. Yes, there's a blue one flashing. Uh, and an amber one. Yes, and that red one's going like the clappers. Right. OK. Yeah, hold on. Well, Mr Trellos, he says you probably just disconnected the radio. As soon as we get a level one lamb shank opportunity team here, we can all go home and have a sherry. You'll no doubt want to take some drugs, Mr Trellos, unless today's little escapade has put you off them for life. No, it's... I see. No, Kingston. He's insisting that he'll take more drugs in the future. Oh, oh how long will it take? For the sherry? Oh, perhaps a minute. No, I mean for the, um, old lamb shank people. Oh. Kingston, how long before the butchers get to the meat counter? Right. Right, hold on. It seems they could be here in two or three days, apparently. But they can't say if it'll be morning or afternoon. It depends on whether they have any other calls in the area. It's cutbacks, you see. But they're terribly clever chaps, really. And if it is the radio, I'm sure they'll have it plugged back in in a jiffy. If we don't want to wait, we can ring them for a bit of a chat and advice. The call centre was outsourced to Delhi last month. Well, that sounds like a start. Yes, I'll give it a whirl. Hello? Hello? Do you speak English? I want to report a nuclear emergency. 
What? Oh, right, sorry. Goodbye. Seems they pressed too many fours. Got the local cab office. They were very good about it, though. Seems, Seems to happen all the time. Right, try again. Hello? Hello? Yeah, it's Francis at Founderston. I wish to report an international nuclear emergency. It's got worse. I just write the old planet will be toast by tea time. Oh, I'm in a queuing system. Oh, hello, Sujata. It's Francis at Founderston. How nice to speak to you again. Yes, we do seem to be a bit accident prone here. Hmm? Oh, it's a level one this time. Yes, it is nasty. She should worry. Anyway, we were wondering if you had any idea how we could go about, you know, not getting, um, lamb shanked. No, he's in Kathmandu. Trevor's in charge. Yes, that Trevor. Well, to tell the truth, I am a bit, yes. Well, wouldn't you be? Oh, you are? Well, we were rather hoping you had some ideas. Oh, for God's sake, doesn't she know what to do? You said we had to evacuate the area. Yes, that's the voice of the one who started all this. Drug addict. High as a kite right now. Calm down, Mr Trellows. You can have more drugs soon. And what the public don't know won't hurt them. Sort of. So, Sujata, we were hoping you could send along some of your chappies. Oh, you would? Oh, you're a dear. When do you think they could pop by? Oh, that's wonderful. It seems they've had a cancellation. It was a false alarm at Sellafield. Something to do with ham. So they can fit us in this afternoon. Yes, thank you, Sujata. And happy namaste to you too. Mr Trellows, you look a bit worried. Christine, why don't you take our drug-addled friend here to the canteen? After that, you'll never worry again. It's very good, you know. Our cup Janine works miracles with those ingredients. You simply won't believe what you're eating. And she's so bubbly. A real dear. Of course, Mr Francis. It's this way, Paul. Shall we take this table? OK. How are you feeling? Well, to be honest, I just feel a bit stupid, really. I mean, uh... I've never caused a nuclear accident before. Well, not many people have. No, and uh, in a way that makes it worse. I mean, I just really wanted to make a good impression because I haven't been in the job long and I really like it there. Everyone's so nice to me. If I have caused some sort of nuclear accident, I'll be sacked from the spot. I know I will. Look, it may not be that bad. They might find a way to stop the spillage or something. Forget about it. Have something to eat. All right. What's the soup of the day? Leek. Oh, for God's sake... Oh, look, here's Janine. All right. Fine, thanks, except this is the worst day of my life. I think I've lost my job and caused the deaths of hundreds of people I don't even know. Who do I look like? Claire Rayner? Do you want some tea or not? We'll have six, please. Four sugars in his. Is he the one that caused the accident? Yes. I see. Don't think about it. Tell me about yourself. Well, I'm from Berkshire. You, You know what I do for a living. And I turn 30 tomorrow. You look older. Thanks. I thought you were about 40. It's the suit. No, I mean about your face. You have an old face. Lined. Well, I didn't shave very well this morning, perhaps. No, that's not it. You just have an old face. Well, I'm quite tired. Warm. Agged. Like Lenin just before he was dead. Uh, make it five, sugars. I really look that old. 
Only by daylight. But I don't look like Lenin just before he died, do I? Well, I couldn't say. I don't know what he looked like. So I could look like Lenin just before he died. Is that what you're saying? Well, yes and no. First I cause a nuclear accident, then I find out I look like a, a dead Soviet leader. A dying Soviet leader? He wasn't quite dead at the point he looked like you. Is that meant to make me feel better? Six sugars. Please yourselves. Thanks. What's good today, Janine? We've run out of everything except porridge. Then I suppose we'll have two porridges. Hot or cold? Oh, the agony of choice. I think hot today. Oven's broken. You'll have to have them cold. Then cold it is. I'll just go get them then. I don't actually like porridge. Neither do I. Here it is. I'll put extra lumps in his thing as he's condemned us all to a grim death. Seems reasonable. Yes, uh, I suppose I should be thankful you didn't put anything worse in it. I did. Oh. But then I took it out. Oh. And replaced it with something that works quicker. And took that out too? No, it's still in there. Right. Well, I need a doctor if I eat it. Oh, no. Good. Wouldn't be any point. Too fast acting, you see. Doctor would take at least half hour to get here. He'll be all over in half that time. Well, that sounds like a blessing, really. Would there be any chance for me? If you ate this... Oh, no, no. Oh. Dead as a doornail. Right. Unless... Yes? Oh, no, that wouldn't work. So you just go ahead and eat. Oh. If you don't want to live. God. Janine, is there anything in the kitchen that you haven't poisoned? Well, there's the cat. Is there any food? I think I saw an apple there a week or two back. That'll be fine. Could you bring us that? Suppose so, if I can find it. Great. So, you were telling me about yourself... How did you end up doing what you're doing? Accident, really. You do surprise me. What? Oh, yes, I see. You must think I'm a bit of a disaster area. No. Thanks. Hang on for a couple of hours and you'll see a real disaster area. Here's your apple. Thanks. How is it? A bit chewy. And it sort of tastes of bleach. Uh, oh, so... Uh, you never really expected to be doing this kind of work, then? It wasn't the best period of my life. I had a lot going on, and it was just the wrong time for me to go to my interview. Oh, what was the matter? Relationship problems or something? No, it was actually the wrong time. I was supposed to be there at nine o'clock, but I misheard and turned up at five. Apparently, policemen get a lot of people asking them the time, so they're very strict about who they let in. Seems a bit unfair, though, after you got your hopes up. Time is a great healer, or so they say. Uh, who say, though? I hear so much about these people who say things. I've never met one. They're like the Masons, secretly controlling how the world goes. My uncle was a Mason. He couldn't even control a car. Did he have lots of accidents? In his car, no. Well, then. He did in his bus, though. All the other drivers called him Jonah, refused to get in any vehicle he was in charge of. He didn't kill anyone, did he? Not while he was driving. So, um, how did you get into the health and safety executive? Well, after I missed my appointment with the police, I went into the careers office at my university. My advisor had the HSE file on his desk. And he showed it to you? Oh, no, he tried to hide it from me. You see, the week before, I had backed into his car while it was parked and written it off. Oh, no. Was your car OK? I wasn't in a car. But you said you backed into it. Yes, I just backed into it while I was walking. No one really knows how I caused so much damage. The man in charge of the fire brigade team said he hadn't seen anything like it since the Falklands. My career advisor was very unhappy with me. He kept swearing at me through the windscreen until they got him out. He had to be physically restrained. Did he hurt you? I did feel quite hurt by some of the things he said. Then the next time we met, apart from in court, was when I was looking for a career. He told me it would be over his dead body if I joined the HSE. He died two weeks later, so that left the path clear for me. Now here I am. Well, maybe we should get these teas back up to the control room. 
Well, I must say things are looking up a little. Nothing's gone bang yet, and we've got six milky teas on the way. I've had worse Sunday afternoons with my wife. So have I. You mean with your wife? If you like. So, what'd you do to relax then, Mr Francis? After all, there's a lot of responsibility to your job. Is there? Well, there's a lot to do. Such as? All those decisions to make. What decisions? You must have quite a packed day. Not really. Sometimes it's a struggle to fill it, to tell you the truth. But I've become very good at time management. So now I can make even the simplest task last an hour or two. I once spent the whole day boiling the kettle. Well, it's nice to know all our futures are in safe hands. Yes, I can sharpen my pencils for a couple of hours. Carefully reading the lunch menu can see off 40 minutes. Rearranging my chairs. It all adds up, you know. Then I have the whole evening to spend with Clarissa. We open a couple of bottles of wine. Although I'm only allowed one glass on doctor's orders, she tells me. And we spend the night talking. Or just sitting together and not talking. Simply staring into each other's eyes across the room. Often she's so happy it brings a tear to her eye. It sounds idyllic. Oh, it is. If only we'd been blessed with the sound of tiny footsteps in the home, our little heaven would have been complete. But we decided early on that a child would simply make the place dirty. Filthy and disgusting were the words I think Clarissa used. So instead it's just been the two of us for these 18 wonderful years. Well, when you have that kind of paradise all to yourselves, why share it with a child? Yes, well, that's just what I keep telling myself. We have Eden in the palm of our hands. There's no point in inviting the, a snake to join us. Oh, hello, darling. Talk of the devil. Oh, no, not you, darling. There's another devil here. I mean, um, I've, 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 I've just seen the devil. Yes, darling, perhaps I have been working too hard. Yes, a seven-hour day yesterday, it did take it out of me. No, darling, I hadn't forgotten the wine when you get back. Yes, I'm sorry that I've given you one of your headaches. Yes, yes, darling. Bye, then. Now then, where were we? You were telling us all about life in marital paradise. Yes, I'm very lucky to have someone like Clarissa. There's no one quite like her. I believe you. Oh, hello, Mr Trellows. We were beginning to think you'd done a runner. Where to? <laughs> well, quite. If this thing goes up, you'll either bang in Beijing. Have we got anywhere with the alert? Is there anything I can do? I think you've done quite enough, lad. Well, I've got the tease at least. Oh, oh, oh watch out! Oh. Warning. Warning. There Warning. goes the control panel. Warning. Brand new as well. Warning. We'd hardly touched it. I'm so, so sorry. I can pay for it. Was it expensive? Only about 2.2 million pounds. I can't pay for it. Believe me, you'll pay for it. Shot. Or thrown under a train. Never mind that now. We have to do something immediately. Christine, get Janine. Tell her we need more tea. No, wait, phone her. It'll be quicker. But, but should we shut it down or something? Oh, yes, I'm sure we should, but it's not up to us. It's up to the safety officer. Who? Trevor. That's right. Well, is he here? No, he's gone off to do his paper round. He'll be back in half an hour. He said he would have been quicker, but it's auto-trader day, and that weighs him down. Well, how about Mr Kingston? He's in Canterbury. I mean, Kathmandu. 
He couldn't get here any faster than Trevor. But I know, but can we phone him, perhaps, for some advice? Well, I don't know who's going to pay for all these calls. It's not cheap to phone Canterbury. Katmandu. Exactly. But won't the cost be quite high if we don't phone him? Well, I suppose. All right, give me the phone. Hello, Kingston? Yes, a bit of a howler over here. That anarchist has thrown five cups of tea. Six cups. One with four sugars. Six cups, one with three sugars. Four sugars. Four sugars. Anyway, he's thrown it on the J88 control panel. Yes, from the health and safety executive. Yes, it is a little ironic. So what do you suggest? No, I'm not a religious man. Oh, I see. Oh, Goodbye, Kingston. May God be with you. Well, everyone... He's not optimistic. He suggests he monitors the situation very closely from Kathmandu. He thinks maybe we should do the same. Uh, and everyone within the blast zone. Uh, I mean, county. I see. He also suggested one or two more unorthodox measures. Such as? Oh, you know, the power of positive thought. Mention something about the Lord's Prayer. The odd Hail Mary if you're Catholic. And we have young Trevor. Is he really likely to help? The Lord works in mysterious ways. That's an understatement. Maybe catching up on our prayers wouldn't be a bad thing. After all, I haven't actually set foot inside a holy building since Christmas 1968. I've always kept the faith, though. Which faith? Oh, the usual one, you know, bell, book and candle, praise the Lord and all that. Praise the Lord, my arse. If we get out of this, it'll be down to luck, not the bloody almighty. Well, is there anything a bit more worldly to do? Scarper? No, I would say that with Kingston in Canterbury... Kathmandu. Precisely. With him in Thingy, we'll just have to place our trust in divine providence. Praise Allah! What are you doing? Hedging me bets. Can someone turn the alarm off? It'll have the police here soon. Uh, best not to mention the police. It's a bit of a sore print with Mr Trello's. Really? On the run, is he? A wanted man? No, that's just it. They didn't want him. Hard to imagine why. Well, I'm glad you could all laugh about it. About what? About what's happening. Why, what's happening? Atomic meltdown! Oh, yes, that, of course, of course. It's a very grave situation. Still, it can't be helped now, so... How about a nice sherry? How about a song? A rousing chorus of onward Christian soldiers. Well, maybe something more of us know. Away in a manger. Maybe something a bit jolly. God rest ye merry gentlemen. God rest ye merry gentlemen. Look, Paul, let's go back to the canteen. It's a bit, well, more of Okay. Actually, I think this has all taken it out of me. I'm not feeling well. I've got a lemp sip you can have. Anything stronger? Night nurse. Anything, how should I put this? More like gin. It's strictly against the rules to bring alcoholic drinks in a station. But that notwithstanding, we've run out. Uh, the night nurse will have to do. But make it extra strong with a lemsip chaser. Careful. It's never a good idea to mix your drinks. I can stop any time I want. Tell you what, Mr F. Let's have another song, eh? Let's have another round of God Rest Ye Merry Gentlemen. God rest ye merry gentlemen, let nothing you dismay. Look, take a seat. Oh, there's some of your porridge left on the table. You're not looking happy. I just feel so guilty. 
Should it's your fault. Ignore her. She doesn't mean it. Yes, I do. She doesn't. I do. She doesn't know what she's seeing. She's confused. No, I'm not. No, it is my fault. You're right. Well, if I'd just kept a better grip on that pen and those five T's. Six T's. Six T's, one, three sugars. Four sugars. See, I can't even remember how many T's and sugars there were. Six T's, one with four sugars. Listen, forget the T's. Tell me about your childhood. <sighs> well, I didn't really have many friends when I was younger. Had Ronnie, but he wasn't actually real. Lots of children have an imaginary friend. No, this was while I was at university. Oh. He bullied me something rotten. He doesn't sound very nice. No, he wasn't. What about you? How long have you worked here? Four years now. Live alone? No, with a friend. Boyfriend? No, someone I was at school with. No, I mean, do you have a boyfriend? Oh, no. Well, right. I was just interested. I mean, making conversation. Right. The moment hasn't passed yet. If you want to pursue the point, right. Any time now. Right. It, it's just that today hasn't gone very well so far. So I'm a bit loath to invite more disaster. Well, the day could improve. Let's leave it for a bit. Have a breather. Come back to it later. Okay. Well, what should we talk about now? Food. I'm sure you like to eat. What? Oh, I didn't mean to say you're fat. Just for average, really. Ah. Not to say you're boring either. Didn't come out very well. No. You're normal. You're not. Now you see why I was a bit loath to pursue certain points. I don't blame you. I really wanted to make a good impression, and all I've done today is make a complete fool of myself. No, you haven't. Oh, thanks. No, I mean you've also condemned us all to death. Don't listen to her. She's just a bit upset. No, I'm not. I'm bloody livid. Well, I like you. Do you? A bit. Will you go out with me? I mean, if we're not all dead in the morning. Well. Obviously, if we're not all dead in the morning. Okay. Really? You sure? Yes. Right then. Where are you going to take me? Uh, can we just go to your place? Nothing can happen there. Play your cards right, and I could prove you wrong. I've dropped my tea. I can see. Some's gone on your trousers. Yes, it's quite hot actually. Well, it is tea. I think it's burning me. There's some ketchup here. I could throw that on you. It, it, it's okay now. I can't really feel anything anymore. Well. Except the pain. You can't walk around like that. Take them off. Janine can dry them in the oven. Janine. Yes. Oh. Why's he got no trousers on? Long story. Oh yes. Look, they're wet. Can you dry them off in the oven? No. It's not hygienic. Oh, since when has that stopped you? Last week I saw a rat in the kitchen. That's Roland. He lives here. He's very clean. Can you do something, please? He just needs a little help. He needs more help than I can give. He needs residential care, round-the-clock supervision. I'll give him here. I'll shove him in the oven with the sticky buns. I dropped them on the floor anyway, so I don't suppose it makes any odds now. Any road, they'll make a nice bed for Roland when they come out. He's having babies. You're using my trousers as a rat's nest. Well, only when you're not wearing them. Well, that's not a big comfort. I'll let you keep a couple of the babies if you like. They could live in your pockets. I don't know what to say. I don't want them in my pockets. Why not? They might bite me. Why? What are you going to do to them? Nothing. But I want to put my hands in my pockets. That's where I put my hands. Not when you've got rats in there, it isn't. So anyway, Janine, can you just let us have some more teas to take away? Come on, Paul. Let's get back to the control room. I'm sure Mr. Francis has a plan by now about how to avert the impending disaster. <laughs> Dear Lord, look down on us miserable sinners. I'm a perfectly happy sinner myself. And take pity on us poor wee lambs. If we've done anything to anger thee, 
then we maketh our apologies for any little indiscretions, even those committed to death last last month in Aberdeen. After all, Lord, I was told that you just love it when a sinner repents, and, and I thought it would be to our mutual benefit if I committed the odd naughty and then cameth back, as it were. After that, we could geteth on like a house on fire. So, so first thing Sunday morning, I'll pop down to the church and confess it all. There's some really juicy stuff there and all. Please, Lord, send us a sign to tell us we're saved. Hello, Mr Francis. Not really what I was looking for, Lord. I know you've got a lot on your mind, but you must have something else up your sleeve. Mr Francis, I, I think I might know how to solve the problem. Oh, good show, Lord. Really, bang up job. I knew you were up to scratch omnipotence wise. Look, it's up to me. I got us all into this mess and I'll get us out. I don't care if all the health and safety regulations in the world say I'm not allowed to do this. I'm going to do it anyway. I'm going to crawl behind that desk and I'm going to find out what has happened and I'm going to fix it. You don't have any trousers on. No, I had an accident. My dear boy, we're all afraid, but there are limits. Oh, you're very brave. Here I go. I, I, I think I found something. Oh, it's a ham sandwich. And it's out of date by three years. I've been looking for that. Oh, here's another one. Good, I'm starving. And a small, brown, very aggressive cat. Pickles! That's where you got to. Here's a bottle of gin. Any tonic? No. Oh, wait, yes, here's some. Splendid. Now it really is a party. Sorry, Pickles. Here's something else. It's a blue wire. Don't touch that! Only joking. Go, Ed. It's got a plug on the end. I'll put it in the socket. Told you he'd just unplugged the radio. Is everything all right now? Oh, yes, you were wonderful. Apart from unplugging it in the first place, that is. And then spilling six milky teas, one with four sugars, on a control panel, so propelling an otherwise simply dangerous situation into the realms of one potentially lethal to all human life. Apart from that, yes. But I'm sure he didn't mean it. Well, they never do, do they? They just come up here from Berkshire with their pens, unplugging this and spilling that... And before you know it... Total meltdown. Still, no harm done. Not like in 78. Well then, that's that. It's all over. We might as well just go on with the job, I suppose. Is there anything else you need to check, Mr Trellos? You know, for safety. Um, well, I'm a bit discombobulated, but I suppose I should finish the questionnaire. Um, do you do any heavy lifting? No. Do you ever get eye strain? No. Can you recall any accidents? Not since 78. Nasty business. Oh, but you know all about that. Are there any dangers in your workplace? Well, there's you. Apart from me? No. And how would you rate the overall safety of your working environment? Excellent. was written by Gareth Rubin with Michael Good as Francis Gareth Rubin as Paul James Ash as Stephen Jennifer McFarlane as Christine Kerry Gifford as Janine and Tim Smith as Trevor No Calls for Alarm was recorded at Bonafide Studio and edited by Lester Barry for the Wireless Theatre Company <laughs>